in the book of Psalms. When we talk about the hand of God, we're talking about God's care and concern for us. The providence looking out for and taking care of his children. In our human weaknesses and frailties, we often rely upon God's heart and God's hand. And we look back after the fact and say, that's how I made it through this. God protected me. God guarded me and strengthened my life. How wonderful that is. Now, now in Judges, uh, let's see, make sure I got the right passage here. Let's go to chapter 16. Of course, Samson has defeated the giant. He's now become a hero among the people. Judges 16. He is now appointed as a, one of the judges over Israel. This time he was about 36, 37 years of age. Right, judges chapter 16, verse 1, beginning. And again, we'll be reading pretty much all of this chapter, so keep your Bibles open. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went into her. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither. And they compassed him and laid wait for him all the night in the gate of the city. Were quiet all the morning, saying, In the morning when it is day, we shall kill him. You see, they were all afraid of Samson. Samson lay until midnight and arose at the door and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulder and carried them up to the top of the hill that is before Hebron. Hebron. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came upon her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein life has great strength, and by what means we can prevail against him, that we might bind him and afflict him, and we, and we will give unto thee eleven hundred pieces of silver. She was just a regular person in the city, and they said, We'll give you eleven hundred pieces of silver. In that time, that was worth about seven hundred dollars, a huge amount of money for someone who was of nobody. And see, they, they think they would bribe her to get her to do that. But now keep reading. Verse 6, Delilah came to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein is thy great strength life, and wherein that thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven greens, uh, green wits, these are uh, sticks, fresh vines, that were never dried, then I shall be weakened as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green wits, which they had not been dried, and she bound him with him. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber, and she said unto them, him, the, Sam, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. He break the wits as like a thread of a toe is broken, just a piece of string, when it touches the fire. So his strength was not known. Delilah said unto him, Samson, behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, Wherewith shalt thou bind me? Shalt thou be bound? And he said unto her, If they bind me with, fast with new ropes that have never been occupied, that's not used before, then I shall be weakened as another man. Delilah therefore took him the new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The flesh seems to be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait biding in the chamber. He broke them off of his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherein thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou... Weavest the seven locks of my hair with my web, with the web, and she fastened him the pen and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awakened out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. And he said unto her, How canst thou say I love thee when thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me three times, 
And she said unto him, Thou hast mocked me three times, hast not told me wherein thou liest thou strength. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. He was just insulted. He told her all his heart, and she said unto her, There hath no, not come a razor upon mine head. For I have been a Nazarite from God, unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall be weak like any other man. So now he was telling the truth. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she went and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me with all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came upon unto her and brought her money in her hand. So now the die is cast. Verse number 19, She made him sleep upon her knees. She called for a man, and he, she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, to insult him. And his strength went out from him. So now they've found the source of the problem. They've got the problem solved, they think. Verse number 20. She said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of the sleep and said, I will go out as the other times before and shake myself. He did not know that the Lord was departed from him. So now he's going out and to do just what he thought he could normally do. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down into Gaza and bound him, him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison. He was grinding up the grain. This went on for a while. Howbeit, verse number 22, the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. So he began to gain his strength back gradually over a period of time. The Philistines had come to worship their god, Dagon. Uh, this god that they worshipped, Dagon, uh, the Scholars tell us this, this idol that they made up had the head of a woman and the body of a fish. Now, I can't quite figure out what that connection is, but that's what they, that's what they describe it. I don't know if that's a discretion against women or against fish. But anyway, that was their God. Now, verse number 24. And when the people saw him, they praised their God, for they said, Oh, our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which he shall show us. They think now they've got Samson. Verse 25, And it came to pass when their hearts were merry, and they called Samson for sport. Show us some of your tricks. Let's see how strong you are. That we may make sport of him. They wanted to see just how strong he was now. Insulting, laughing, making fun of him. Verse continues, And they called out Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport. He performed for them, did some things for them. And they set him between the pillars. They're laughing at him and making fun of him. Now notice what happens. Verse number 26. Samson, he's now blind, said unto the land that held him by the hand, Suffer me, allow me, that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth. Reach, reach out where I can touch the columns here. That I may lean on them. Now the house was full of men and women. The scholars tell us probably about 3,000 people were there, either in the, in the column or upstairs above watching it. And all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there upon them roof stood about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. They're going to laugh at him and run him out of town for being, making such a fool of himself. But now notice verse number 28. Samson called upon the Lord and said, O Lord God. Notice there the word Lord is capital L. When you see that in the Hebrew language, that indicates that's the Hebrew word uh, for captain. It indicates the mighty power and authority of God Almighty. He was calling upon God. 
to bring him through this difficult situation. O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God, that I may be able to be avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. So he's got his hands on the support of the building. 29, Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and upon which it was borne up, of the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And Samson said, talking to God, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself up with all of his might, and the house fell upon the Lord's and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than which they had slain in all of his life. 30,000 people died under the power of God. Verse 31. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Estradol in the burying place of Manoah, his father, and he judged Israel 20 years. We see a great story here of a man who was willing to sell himself out, if I can use that terminology, to temptation. For the fame, for the fortune, for whatever. We live in a world that's like that to us today, doesn't it? The world knows that we're Christians. They see it by the way we live, the way we talk, things we do and don't do, and things we say and don't say, the way we worship God. And oftentimes we're made fun of as Christians, aren't we? And you've noticed, in our society today, in my lifetime, I've been in Chattanooga over 70 years, and I've been involved with the Lord's Church for over 70 years. The number of people in the church is smaller now than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. And throughout all the country, and throughout, all, throughout the United States, the Lord's Church is losing members. The church is gaining members rapidly in India, in China, in Africa, places like that. But in the United States, we've become so accustomed to doing what we want to do and being all right that we've become sometimes nonchalant in our religion. Now, I know I'm talking to folks on Wednesday night. You're the faithful few. But that number is dwindling all the time, isn't it? We need to appreciate the fact that we don't have to have long hair to be Samson's. We don't have to be great in physical strength. I have very little physical strength. This disease that I have now... I can do very little of anything that requires physical activity. But we can have spiritual strength, the strength that really matters. You see, a hundred years from now, it won't matter how much physical strength I had because I won't be here. Neither will anyone in this room if the world exists that long. It doesn't matter about what my physical strength is. It doesn't matter what my financial strength is. What matters is my spiritual strength. That's what matters in your life in life of all of those whom we care for. We need to appreciate the fact that our spiritual strength comes from God. Timothy said it this way in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. He said, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Every morning I take a vitamin, I take several pills that the doctor prescribes for me to give me the physical strength I need to make it through the day. But 24 hours, I've got to do it again. It's worn out. It's served its purpose. The spiritual strength I've gained in being in the Lord's church is the greatest strength I can have. I have in my possession, like I said, I've been going to church since I was two weeks old. I have in my possession a vacation Bible school certificate from 19, June 1947 
signed by Sister Olene Ratliff, who was my, Sunday school, my vacation Bible school teacher here at the White Oak Church of Christ. So I've been involved with you folks since I was two years old. And I think about that quite often. And I know that 10,000 years from now, my physical strength will be gone, my financial strength will be gone, but my spiritual strength will be what matters. And so it is in your life. Yes, Samson lost his life. But in so doing, he was re-energizing his spiritual strength for God to tear down the walls of the temple to those idols. Where will I find the strength to do that? I find it in God. The psalmist said in Psalm chapter 46, verse number 1, God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Paul said it this way in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Now, he didn't have to go down and tear down trees and kill people. No. I can do all things. I can survive. I can stand up under anything Satan can cast against me. That's what Paul was saying. And that's what you and I need the courage and the strength to be saying today. We will stand up against anything that this world will cast against us. And it's a disease I'm fighting for which there is no cure. I could have gotten down real quick. Why me? What was me? Oh, it's horrible. But I'm relying upon my spiritual strength. And the verses that Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And all of us, as we face the problems and difficulties of life, and we're all going to face them continuously, we need to remember that. I will never be as strong as Samson physically, but I can be stronger than, as strong as he was spiritually. How wonderful that is. Let us challenge ourselves tonight to keep on surrendering our lives to the power of the omnipotent, almighty, eternal, perfect God. Let us be willing to surrender ourselves to His will. Paul said this way in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. He said, Strong in the Lord of hosts and in the power of His might and His will. That's where I get my strength. That's where you get your strength. We sing a song, who in the strength of Jesus' trust is more than conqueror. I can succeed. I can go to heaven with my heart still fixed on God. Fighting a good fight. Finishing the course. Keeping the faith. As Paul would say near the end of his life. You see, my friends, that's what victory is all about. After you're gone, your family and friends will have good memories of you. Kids, grandkids, all those wonderful times. They'll think back on them frequently and be reminded of you. But the time will come when they'll be gone and your name will be forgotten. And if the world continues to exist another hundred years, we'll all be in that situation. But regardless of how long this world exists, when I leave my physical life and when you leave your physical life, you can have done it successfully by believing with all of your heart that God's way is the right way to live. And you'll continue living your life that way to the final breath. That will truly be victory in Jesus, won't it?
That's what I look forward to. I know that's what you look forward to. Therefore, I will turn my life over to God and the rest of my life and let Him be in control. And I will gladly say thank you, Father, for every day that I live under your power, your might, your strength, your care, and your love. What a way to live again and what a way to die. As we stand to sing the invitation song tonight, look into your life tonight. There may be some in this room who have not yet become Christians. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, surely you wouldn't be here. Acting upon that faith, repent of your sins, confess the deity of Jesus. Be baptized in water, having your sins washed away, rising to walk a new way of living on your way to heaven. Or maybe that you've done those things previously in your life, but you've fallen away from God. Maybe publicly you need to repent of sin and confess it before this group of people. Pray with us and for you to be forgiven of those things so that once again you may be right with God. If we may assist you in doing that, let me know by coming to the front of us together we stand and sing the song.